for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Good morning. Good morning, morning. You know, it's great, isn't it, to, um, to hear how God sets us free. You know, he sets Bill free from pain. He sets us free from, you know, our sin. He sets us free from our fears. And, um, you know, if this morning, if you've come in here this morning and, and you felt like you were not free, then, then I really believe that, that as we encounter him shortly, that, that, that he will set you free. Because Jesus came not to condemn us, not to make us feel bad, not to tell us how bad we are. Um, and if you feel that this morning, then um, the truth is that Jesus came to set you free. And um, Jesus came full of grace, full of favour, and he came full of truth. And the truth sets us free, doesn't it? And, you know, we've all heard the phrase, and sometimes you even said it, you know, uh, uh, the, the truth is harsh, okay, all right? But, you, but you, need to, you need to hear it. You need to hear it. But actually, you know, the truth doesn't need to be harsh. The truth is there to actually liberate us. It's there to set us free. And um, this morning, I believe that he is going to do that. And, you know, Jesus came full of grace, full of truth. And, you know, the way I see it is that truth is there to set us free so we can use the favour that is on our lives in the way that God intended. Because we all have a plan. We all have a purpose for our lives. And if you imagine, I've just got a camera here for the recording, okay, and uh, we all know that every camera has a memory card, and, you know, before the foundation of this earth, before we came into existence, Jesus, of course, he, he thought of us, uh, he knew us, and he gave a plan for our lives, it was preloaded, okay, and uh, we can't change that, we can't change God's plan for our lives, okay, now God's plan for our lives is all going to be different. Okay, and you know that's why we don't compare your life to someone else's life because your life has been planned by God just for you. And so we have this card that's been preloaded um, for us. And God, we've been hearing a lot, haven't we, over the weeks about God repositioning us. And why is He doing that? Why, why would God want us to be repositioned? Well, I believe he wants us to be repositioned so we can be more fruitful, so we can be more fully in line with the plan that God has for us. Um, So he wants the best for us, and he is repositioning almost our radar system, our ears, as we've been hearing this morning, isn't it, about hearing God, coming to him in prayer, because he wants to set us free. And when we are free, that is when we will live in God's plan in the way that he intended. Okay? And it's, um, it's amazing. Now, before we knew God, okay, I'll take this camera off. If I can get it off. Okay, there we go. Now, this represents us, okay? Now, before we knew God... Let's say we're down here, okay? So we have no knowledge of, of him. 
we were really living our own lives, right? You know, we were all living our own lives. We were pleasing ourselves. We were doing what we wanted to do. And, you know, uh, the Bible says we were, we were a prisoner. We were a prisoner of sin. We were a prisoner of doing things our own way. And that's why, you know, for some of us, we would do lots of things to try and find some sort of purpose to our life. Because we certainly weren't aware that God had a plan and purpose for our life, right? And, of course, that, um, uh, what we did didn't please us because we were created to know God, to have a relationship with God. And so we were a slave to sin, we were a prisoner, and actually we were under the control of, of Satan, okay? We, we were in his kingdom, in his domain. And we were blind spiritually. We had no understanding, no awareness of, of God. And then some think, if, if we know Jesus this morning, um, some think in us started to change. God, by his spirit, began to work in our hearts and we started to realise maybe there's something more to life than just what I'm experiencing. And so the light began to flood in. And I'll just take off the, the lens cap here. The light began to flood in to our hearts and we, we realised that actually we were created that there was a God who loved us infinitely and that his favour was upon our lives and that he had a plan for us. And we realised as well that we had turned away from God. We were not following him and as a result we were actually an enemy of God because we weren't following in the plan that he had for our lives. And at some point... In our walk with God, we would have turned to him. We would have repented. We would have turned away and and we would have said to God, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. And, And all we had to do was just believe in what Jesus had done for us. And and we would have realized that Jesus came as a man. He was born into this world, he became a human being, and he lived a perfect life. And at the end of his life, he died on the cross, as we all know, for us. And why was that? To set us free. To set us free from all the junk that's in our lives, and to literally pull us out of the the devil's clutches and bring us into his kingdom. And all of that was made available not by what we do, as we've heard this morning. It's not by human effort. And this morning, if you're trying to be right with God based on what you're doing, then uh, it's not going to work because there's a far easier way. And Jesus has already done it. He died on the cross for you. And on the cross, he made it possible for us Not only to be forgiven, not only to be restored, not only to be uh, made whole and and to realise, okay, that we have a plan for our lives. He actually did something else. Let's put this card in the camera, put it in the right way. Scripture says that he actually raised us up and he made us a son. And bring this up here. 
So not only are we accepted, not only are we forgiven, not only is all the things that we have ever done in our lives been forgiven by God because of Jesus, he actually raises us up and he makes us a son. And on this tripod, I've just put it on, okay, there's a little, what's going on here? We'll get there eventually. Oh, it's not quite there. Okay, and on this tripod, there is a little switch which you can secure the camera to, and you can't take it off. And when we gave our lives to God, he raised us up, and he made us a son, and he secured us. And the amazing thing is that we will never be shaken. We can never be taken away from the position that we now have because we believe in Jesus. So he made us a son. And because we're a son, we're also an heir. And because we're an heir, we obviously have everything that heaven has. And that's why um, it says that we have all the blessings in heavenly places. Which is amazing. And this is the gospel. This is the gospel. And not only that, but he, he, he brought us into a family, which is why we're here today. He brought us into a family, into a body of believers. And in the same way that Jesus died on the cross, physically, spiritually, our old lives died with him on the cross too. Our old lives. And in the same way that Jesus was resurrected, literally, from the dead, spiritually, we were raised and we had a new nature that was given to us. And what happened was, we began to start to see things in a different way, right? We had a new lens. We had... A new vision. And we understood that life was just so much more than where we were. And, you see, that is amazing. Okay? And we could spend, and we will spend eternity searching out the unsearchable riches of Jesus. But why don't we just go to heaven at that point? Because we actually have a plan, we have a purpose, we have an assignment on this earth. Right now. And you know, God placed us, he placed you, here, in Ashford, in this year, in this era, to do a plan that only you can do. And that's pretty amazing. There is no one else that can do what, you, what God has purposed you to do. And nothing can change that. Nothing can change that. And so, what... In our Christian life, God wants us to do, and we've heard this morning, he wants us to hear his voice. So we can turn to his will and align it, align it right up. It's like we're looking in the camera and we're seeing God's plan for our life. And all we have to do is just hear God and just line it up and go, that's it. That's God's plan. That's God's purpose for my life. Um, but the enemy, of course, 
wants to distract us. And there is nothing that can change where we are, okay? Even if we sin, and who knows, yeah, we still sin, we still mess up. But that doesn't change our position. And of course, this was the question in the, you know, in, in the early church was, well, if I'm saved by grace, and it's nothing to do with, with me and what I do, then surely I can just sin, and, and it's okay. And in one sense, okay, in one sense, you can, okay, because we're not measured on our performance, okay, but there is a resounding answer to that question, and that's no, because why, it doesn't make any sense, why, when we have been set free, we've been given a new life, we have a new nature, we can see God's plan for our life and his purpose for us, why would we go back and look at our old life? It doesn't change our position in Christ, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So the enemy can't change who we are and what we've become, but he can distract us, Okay. He can distract us. And what I want to do briefly is just go through um, when Jesus was tempted. And um, so if you, go to, if you have a Bible, uh, let's just go to Luke, Luke chapter, um, I think it's chapter 4. Okay. So Luke chapter 4. Okay, so um, let's go um, to uh, verse 2. So for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. And he ate uh, nothing uh, during those days. And the end of them, he was hungry. So the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell us this stone, tell this stone to become bread. So this is one of the things that, that, that the enemy will do to try and distract us from the plan and purpose that is on our lives. He will, first of all, come along and tell us that God will not provide for us. And that's what was happening here. Jesus was hungry, and he was tempted. You know, is, is God going to give me food? Am I going to die? And, 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 the, and the devil said, come on, you provide for yourself. In your own effort, you do it. And, you know, we can be like that, can't we? And that can be with work. We can get so worried about um, our work. We can work too much to provide for our family. There are many ways in which God wants us just to trust him, just to believe him, that he will provide for us. But the enemy will come into our thinking and will say, uh, God won't provide for you. You're going to have to provide for yourself. And that will distract us. That will, that will do this to the plan of God on our lives. And God this morning, if that's you, you know, he's, he's just saying, just, just come back and just rest. Just rest in my provision for your life. And we've heard it already this morning, but one of the things that we can do to, to know that God is providing for us and will always provide for us is to come to him in the great communion, which is just prayer, which is coming to him and being intimate with him. Because whenever we spend time with God, you know, we will always have a greater awareness of actually that God is our provider. He is the one that will make the path straight. And we don't have to attain it by human effort. So that's the, um, 
That's, that's the first thing. The second thing we see is that the devil led him up onto a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. The se- second thing that the uh, enemy will, will try and do is, is, is to get our priorities in the wrong order. Okay? If we're going to live for God, and if we're going to um, fulfill his plan and purpose for our lives, of course, he, he has to be number one. Okay? Which is the best thing anyway, for him to be number one. But the enemy will come along, and it's subtle. You know, it, it happens to all of us. We start to look at other things. Okay? And you know, it, it, in, in my life, certainly you know, as you work, and you know, maybe you have a bit more money, you start to think, oh, you know, I could, I could maybe get, I could maybe go into a bigger house, okay? And you watch all these TV shows. I don't know if you like watching them, you know, Escape to the Country and all those things, and Homes Under the Hammer, and you can be like, oh, you know. And you can start to just get distracted. God, you know, I'd love to have a big house with a big garden. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. But is that, is that God's plan for my life? Um, and, you know, money... Uh, people, relationships, and slowly, w- w- before we know it, w- w- we're out of position. And what is God doing to us? He wants us to catch the wind of his spirit, like Graham was saying last week. So we're, we're being realigned, so we can come back to the place we were designed for. So, um, priority. Okay. And what's the antidote? The great commandment, which is to love, or you can put worship, to worship the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, all your mind, and to love your neighbour as yourself. Um, and in a few minutes, we're going to come to him and worship. And, you know, if, 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 if God, if you know God isn't number one in your life, look, there's no condemnation this morning, but he wants to come to set us free from those things. So as we worship him, he will become number one person in our life. And the third thing we see um, is this. In, in uh, verse 9 of Luke, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you'll f- you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And another way that we can get misaligned from the plans of God is by almost saying to God, these are my plans, bless them. We almost presume um, that God is going to bless what we're going to do. But Jesus said here, I'm not going to do that because I know God isn't telling me to do that. I'm not going to presume that he's going to come and rescue me. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to realign myself to the plans of God and I'm going to say, God, what's your will for my life? Because I know they're blessed. And maybe maybe for some of us this morning, we've we've done that. You know, we know maybe maybe we're in a job that, that we just went for because... The money was great and the position was good and it was convenient. And 
uh, but we actually know that actually that wasn't God's will for us. Okay. And we said to God, bless it. And it's not being blessed in the way that we would like. Um, maybe he's just saying, come on, just come back to, to my plan for your life. Because that's the best place to be. And this here, the great, I should say, um, the great commission, sorry, the great commission, when uh, it says in Matthew, right, go into uh, all the world, or all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, when we have a mission mindset, it will set us free from trying to do what we want to do when we want to do it. It will keep our focus on people. And, you know, every week, this is up here. I've been, I've been noticing this the past, but before I never really even noticed that. I mean, I know it was there, but, you know, as we see, you know, as we gather, we gather to God in prayer. We gather around God um, together as a, as a body. We grow in knowing Jesus, in, in, in loving him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and in loving the people around us. And we go. And we go. And maybe this morning, God is, 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 there's a call on your life to go. Maybe you shouldn't be here in the nicest possible of, of ways. Maybe God is calling you to, to plant a new church. Maybe it is in Kent. Maybe it's in the nations. And the Holy Spirit is just saying to you, yeah, that's it. That's the call on your life. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. And if we were to take out this uh, memory card, how, um, how long have I got? A minute? Am I over? Okay. Um, this memory card here, okay, takes a lot of photos, a lot of photos. And if you imagine that our life on this earth is, is one photo, and you, you know in a movie, a movie is made up of lots of, of, lots of um, individual stills, right? I don't know how many, what, maybe 20, 30 a second. So you imagine an average film is a couple of hours long, so you times 30 by 60 seconds, times that by 60, by over how many hours. So that's a lot of frames. And our frame in this life is just one. That's all it is, just one. And God wants us to realign ourselves so that the frame is what God has intended. And I know for each one of us, okay, by the grace of God, we will see our plans for his life. If we hear him, we come to him, we keep him first, and then we, by faith, we go. Um, and the last thing, and the most important thing, before Jesus was tempted, what happened to him? He was filled with the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit. And we can do nothing without the Spirit. Now, when we get um, saved, the light of the, of the Spirit, He comes to live in us. Um, but, okay, we, can't, we cannot uh, look at the Great Commission without seeing what else Jesus says. And it says it in Luke. He says, if I, if I go to the end of Luke, I'll just quickly, briefly say it. Go to the end of Luke, okay? 
it's uh, 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 chapter 23, verse um, 46. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead, and on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. But I am going to send you what my Father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from one high. And last week, Peter and Franz spoke, you know, it, was about, it was about waiting and receiving from God. Now this is a battery pack. On this camera here, I can only use one full flash and it takes like five seconds for it to recycle. But when I put this in, okay, where is it? I can't, I, when I put it in there, this enables me to go bang, 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 flash, a full power. And it's a bit like this when we get baptised in the Spirit. Something changes in us and there's an overflow of God's Spirit in our lives. Now this morning, if you've never been baptised in the Spirit, if you've never been immersed in His Spirit, then, then um, uh, there's no time better than today. Okay? All right? Because He wants you to be immersed in His Spirit. And um, just to close, when... when um, uh, uh, on Friday, I had one of our drains uh, at work was blocked. And um, I'm not going to make you bring up your breakfast, okay? So I won't go into too much detail. But when you open up the drain cover, okay, blocked drain, it didn't smell very nice, okay? And you get your hand in and you try and unblock it. And um, I was thinking, oh, this is disgusting, okay? And I was saying to Graham earlier, don't come and touch my hand, okay? Still got the aroma of Christ on it. But um, this came to mind, okay, when I was down there smelling uh, fecal matter. Um, this, was, this, was, this was what uh, I read. Now, um, it says this. But, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord and for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish. And that word, that word actually means fecal matter. I consider them fecal matter. Okay, that's the polite word of using it. Fecal matter that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own. That comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. So this morning, as we, um, as we come to the presence of God, just, just let the Spirit set us free. Just let, let Him speak to us. Um, because it's, it's just it's releasing. And if you feel condemned this morning, God wants to come and set you free.